nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast and happy freaking Memorial Day. You may or may not be getting ready right now to go do the workout Murph. So if you are, friendly reminder, especially if you live in a hotter climate, please hydrate yourself. If you're hungover, please choose another day to do it. <laughs> so just wanted to like put that PSA out there. Um, last year, you guys, oh my gosh, we had a few people roll into the gym that were hungover and let me just put it to you this way. They had a bad time. They finished it. <laughs> I made sure they were hydrated as the good coach that I am, but they were pretty miserable. So please take care of yourself. Have so much fun out there. Um, if you're not familiar with the Murph workout, look it up. It's got an amazing backstory and it's really inspiring. But essentially what it is as prescribed is a one mile run using and the entire workout is wearing a weight vest it's prescribed um 20 pounds for the guys uh, 14 for the ladies and so you do one mile run 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 air air squats and then one mile run to finish it up for time so it's pretty it's pretty intense it's a pretty uh long workout um on average you'll see people get between, I mean, like a crazy, crazy time is 35 minutes, but on average, you'll see people really close to an hour. Uh, yeah, so oh, there. So anyway, let's get into today's podcast. So you're afraid of getting bulky from lifting weights. Likely, if you're listening to this, you're a female. Um, not, not always, but most of the time, this is my... Uh, you know, female counterparts here that have this concern. And I just want to be the first to say, I was you 
All right, so I'm gonna speak from my experience. I'm gonna drop some knowledge bombs on you guys, help you kind of get past this huge misconception. And I think in our society today, um, there's a lot of education out there as far as weightlifting goes, and it's it's much more popularized than it's ever ever been. So I think people are seeing the positive effects of it and like what really happens when you actually start to lift weights. Um, so let's get into it today. So I want to start off by saying me offering this podcast is not a um, way of me insisting that you should look or be or try to attain a certain body type. Okay. I understand we are all very different um, from our genetic makeup to our structure and all the things. All right. So you listening to this, I'm assuming that you want to be, you know, lean and healthy. All right. So this is just me assuming that this is the crowd listening to this. Okay. So I just want to put that out there to begin with. All right. So let's get into it. Some common misconceptions. First things first, you're going to look like a man. This isn't true. (laughs) Okay. Now, obviously you're going to like see women that are muscularly defined, right? You can take, you know, women like myself, you can take people like Dana Lynn Bailey. You can take, you know, your favorite spin instructor on your Peloton app. You can take your yoga teacher and kind of like look at these different body types and see how different we all are, right? Now, here's what we have to consider before we even kind of get into this discussion when we're starting to look at people and assume like, obviously Coach Kim here, sitting here, me giving you this conversation topic is coming from a place of doing CrossFit. I do occasional bodybuilding. So to give you guys a breakdown, if you're not really familiar with me and who I am, um, I do CrossFit most of the time, five days a week. And sometimes I'll do CrossFit, you know, three days a week and two days of bodybuilding. So I love bodybuilding. I do like to lift. Um, And I've really been doing that in varying degrees over, gosh, since 2013 consistently. Previous to that, I was a runner. I did yoga. I did HIIT style training workouts. I have a huge backstory on that. If you guys want to take a look, I had some past disordered eating patterns um, overtrained under eight, definitely did not have the physique that I do now. I've been severely underweight and I've been overweight. So, you know, I've been all over the spectrum here. Um, and I'm going to give you my perspective of what it looks like, um, going into me going into the CrossFit world, me really getting serious about lifting weights. Okay. So we have to look and understand the varying degrees of bodies out there. Okay. So first off, think about it this way. If you are afraid of looking like a man, if you look at a professional female bodybuilder and you're like, oh my gosh, I think they're too big. I think they're too bulky. I don't want to look like that. Let me just put you at ease for just a moment. You know, being afraid that you're going to look like a professional female bodybuilder if you start lifting weights 
is like you being afraid to drive a car because you're going to become a professional race car driver. Okay, so just honestly, the way that it goes, most people are not a willing to put in the work that it takes to get that kind of physique, but B, like there's a lot at play when it comes to muscle growth. So let's get into that. All right. Muscle growth is further influenced by the type of exercise, your nutritional intake, your hormonal status, and honestly, how long you've been working at it. Right. So you look at somebody like Dana Lynn Bailey, y'all, she has been at this for over 10 years. And if you've ever watched a YouTube video of her working out, she goes to a dark place. She pushes like hardly anybody I've ever, ever seen. And it's just kind of laughable when you think about it, because most people are not going to push themselves to that degree. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing, let's talk about the hormones that modulate your muscle growth. So first thing is your growth hormone. Next up is testosterone, IGF-1, cortisol, beta endorphin, and parathyroid hormones. And you have to make lifting, like I said, a very high intensity program. And you pretty much have to make it your full-time job. So oftentimes, you know, when we're comparing ourselves to people initially, we kind of don't consider the fact that, oh, we're comparing ourselves to a professional CrossFitter that is working out five plus hours, you know, at least six days a week versus the standard person that's working out maybe three to five times a week, maybe an hour at a time. Okay. So very different specimens essentially that you're comparing here. And you have to eat like a whole lot (laughs) to be able to build this kind of muscle. Okay. Not only that, it has to be intentional. So we're going to talk about what that actually takes as well. And sometimes in some situations, there is steroid use at play. And who can truly know that, right? So even you look at some of these female bodybuilders, and I'm not naming names because honestly, like I don't know who uses and who doesn't, but even still, you compare a professional, let's say female bodybuilder they're using to a professional male bodybuilder that's using or even not using, they're going to still have a really hard time getting close to the muscle mass that a man would have because all in all, the genetic makeup is just not the same between male and female. Okay. So let's talk about some instances where you might feel bulky when you first start lifting weights. Yes, I said it. All right. So this is a conversation that a lot of coaches really don't talk about either because they don't have the knowledge of it or understand it. Um, But I'm going to give you my experience because there was a very short period of time where I felt bulky when I first started lifting. So let's pop the hood and talk about instances where you might feel a little uncomfortable in your skin when you're lifting weights. Okay. So here's what happened. Um, When I first started CrossFit, I was overweight Um, I had a lot of inflammation in my body because of stress and because of food intolerances. So I kind of had this swollen sort of feeling 
to my body. And whenever I lifted too, you know, it would create a lot of inflammation because of the stress. And I just felt really thick. And to on top of it, I needed to update my wardrobe. So I had a lot of clothes that were too small for me that just didn't fit anymore. So I had this feeling of like, oh, I just feel thick and I feel bulky. You know, this jacket isn't fitting me anymore. These jeans aren't fitting me anymore, right? And honestly, it's because it wasn't because of the lifting. It was because I wasn't taking proper care of myself. I wasn't managing my stress. I didn't have a clear understanding of my food intolerances So once I actually got these things cleared away, that went away. And honestly, the biggest thing was because I needed to update my wardrobe. I was trying to fit into clothes that I fit into high school before I had, you know, any curves whatsoever. So if you guys are like trying to fit into skinny jeans from when you were a teenager and now you're a woman with curves, regardless of lifting weights or not, it's like, yo, yeah, you're probably going to go up a couple of sizes. Like that's just the natural progression of life and that's okay. All right. So anyway, fuck sizes because clothes are meant to fit our bodies. We're not supposed to fit our bodies to a damn clothing size. So that's my (laughs) message about that for today. Okay. So let's talk about the actual size of muscle mass versus fat mass while we're on this topic. So in terms of taking up space on your body, fat mass is going to take up a certain amount of space while muscle mass also takes up a certain amount of space on your body. So it's going to add some volume to your frame. Now, obviously, when we think of fat, where do we accumulate it? Mostly it's in our tummies, it's in our thighs and our butts, it's in our arms. So those are going to be the main places where we accumulate fat first. And then when it comes to muscle mass, Um, You know, it's shoulders, it's glutes, it's legs, it's those bigger areas that you're really going to see that definition creating more of an hourglass figure or a V taper if you're a male um, versus like an apple, you know, if you're higher in fat mass. So when we talk about volume in terms of fat mass, one pound of body fat is about the equivalent of three grapefruits, while one pound of muscle is about the equivalent of three clementines. So that should help give you a visual as to what it's going to do in terms of taking up space on your body. So it's understandable if we've never had quads that are you know, defined in our whole life and all of a sudden we start to do squats that are heavy enough to build that muscle mass, it's like, okay, we have new mass in different areas, okay? So understanding like, that is the trade-off of an athletic body, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you look like a man or that you're bulky. It's just that your shape has changed. And in my opinion, that's not such a bad thing. Okay, so let's talk about some of the benefits of building muscle. So first things first, something that we call here in the nutrition industry, which is metabolically adapted. These are the specimens of the world. These are the people that are muscle bound, that have a lowish body fat percentage that you could honestly just throw food at them and they are like an incinerator. They have higher metabolisms. They're very athletic. Um, These are the people that are your high performers typically in the gym that, 
you know, again, muscle bound, just have been at it for a while, most likely. So it doesn't take, you know, years and years and years for you to begin to experience the benefits of this. So you simply just building more muscle mass is going to help you manage your blood sugar better. And it's going to up what's called your basal metabolic rate. So in order for you to build muscle, you actually have to be in a little bit of a calorie surplus most of the time. There are instances where you can actually be in a calorie deficit and um, build muscle mass, but very specific conditions have to occur with your training and your recovery and how long you've been at it, so to speak. So if you have more muscle on your frame, you naturally burn more calories at rest, meaning that we can throw more calories your way and you actually are going to respond better to higher carbohydrates, somebody that's overly fat. Okay, so the next benefit of having more muscle mass is that you're also going to have increased strength and stamina. I mean, let's be honest, like you had to work out in order to build this muscle mass, right? So Let's talk survival. Building muscle is also going to support your joints, your ligaments, lowering injuries, falling down, especially when we get older. So in essence, you guys, whether it's you're having to escape something or something or fend something off, or you're just up in your old age, having more muscle all in all is going to make you harder to kill. (laughs) And I know that sounds dramatic, But it's true, right? Like if you have to outrun something and you're used to exercising and lifting, let's say you're having to like run through the forest, you're running up a mountain, you're having to jump over trees and sprint through, you know, uh, the woods, your joints and ligaments are adapted to this shit. Like you're ready to roll, right? (laughs) God forbid you ever be in this situation. But having more muscle is going to make you harder to kill. And it's also going to build up your bone density, which is going to help prevent that physical deterioration that naturally happens as we age. So, you know, those bent over poor little old people that you see that can't hardly get around, that's not you because you have spent this time building the strength of your body and you can successfully stand up from the toilet. You can get out of the bed in the morning and you're 93 years old. And you guys, like, think about it. That is why people end up in the nursing home. They can't take care of themselves any longer. You know, they start to fall down more often. They can't pick things up or move things. Okay. So muscle also helps you control your body fat with more ease. So again, your basal metabolic rate is higher. So this means you get to eat more. You get to pretty much just do your thing and you, it's like, you're not, you know, trudging uphill anymore in order to lose body fat. It's kind of this just like stride. It just becomes simple somehow. And it's hard to explain until you have kind of lived it in your day to day. And it's like, oh, wow, I don't really have to be so stringent about every single thing I put in my mouth. This doesn't mean you can act a fool and eat whatever you want necessarily. For some people it does because they are so metabolically adapted. It's like, you know, my husband, for example, I have to just constantly throw calories at him, you know? Um, But if he ate enough of 
some, you know, shitty food, yeah, he'd gain weight and he'd get, you know, he'd get fat. So it comes to a point, but it does get easier. Muscle also may help you change your emotional state. So when you exercise, which obviously you need to do to build that muscle, it's going to have a really great impact on your brain chemistry, which is going to affect your mental health. You know, it's going to release endorphins and it's going to help just balance things out. It really does help prevent and treat depression. Honestly, anytime I have been dealing with depression in my life, which you guys, I've never been diagnosed clinically or anything like that. So this is just kind of like a situational thing. Um, like definitely I've had lower times in my life. Anytime that I've been experiencing something like that, if I exercise consistently, it is such a huge benefit. And it really does change my state instantly. I have never been down and out and done a workout and still felt down and out afterwards. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but that is absolutely my experience. Building muscle makes you more self-confident. So your aesthetic changes, you know, you have a body that's tighter, you, you know, fit into clothes a little bit easier. You just aren't having to worry about tucking stuff in as much and like, okay, does this angle look okay? And this and that, because it, it feels like your body is defined in all the right places. I mean, this is like my personal taste and aesthetic. So this is very subjective. Okay. But it's like coming from a girl straight up, you guys, that genetically has no ass. <laughs> and I have spent many a year trying to build my butt I have gained so much more confidence in having more of a base and more thickness to my legs and my butt. I have a very straight frame. If you guys haven't seen me, like I have my dad's boobs and his butt as well. Like, love you, dad. But like, that was what I inherited. Right. And like, I'm definitely the type of person like I don't need titties. Titties need me. But it's like, I would like to have a butt. It would just feel really nice. I would feel so strong. And so that's kind of my disposition about it is, all right, like I want to build an ass. And so I've spent time doing that and man, has it made me more confident. Okay. So that is my personal take on it with um, the confidence end of things. So which of these benefits can you relate to most? Which of these inspire you the most? There are so many reasons why I personally lift weights. And a lot of these whys are hidden in these benefits that I mentioned today. So for me, honestly, a huge motivation is longevity. Like the thought of being old and not being able to take care of myself completely terrifies me. So it's really probably the biggest motivation I have. So not even the aesthetic side of things, but truly just wanting to live my best healthiest, happiest life. So I hope you all related to this today. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with somebody. That is how we spread the word and people learn about it. If not for you guys, you know, nobody would know. So please offer it a five-star review if you liked it, if you're enjoying this and give me your feedback. I love to hear it. 
Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch up with you very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set a Life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review. So let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Settle Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt like there's something inside of you and, and it just knows? It knows where you're going. And you're so busy doubting yourself. And you're so busy being afraid of your own magnificence. And this is just not the time. This is not the time.